Greetings from Studio 47 at Augustana University, and welcome to Calling All Years Good, a podcast exploring vocation throughout the lifespan. I'm your host and narrator, Anne Rosendale, campus pastor and proud graduate of Augustana. Middle adulthood is a season of juggling many and varied callings. Commitments compete with one another, and balancing myriad responsibilities is exhausting. While people in their middle adult years are freer than they have ever been, they can also feel overwhelmed with obligations. Work, family, relationships, and community involvement, among other things, constantly vie for attention. This time of life is a complicated vocational dance. Sarah Andera is a 1997 graduate of Augustana and the granddaughter of former Augustana president Charles Balser. She and her husband, Jason, know the challenges of middle adulthood well. In their mid-40s, Sarah and Jason both work full-time while raising three kids who are 16, 13, and 6 years old. They're active in their church and volunteer in their community. I'm wondering, what are some words you might use to describe this chapter of your life? First word comes to my mind is challenging. Busy. Yeah, I mean that's the that's the word that comes to everybody that is in our age circle that we talk to. Like, how's it going? Oh, I'm busy. Like, that's the automatic answer for everybody. Mm. And um, I don't like to use that, but but we are. You're, everybody's busy, so that is the definitely the key word. And challenging is a good word too. The Anderas recorded their lives for a week just to give us a taste of their daily routines. Evening meals together provide an opportunity to connect about the family calendar. Do you want to lead us, Grace? You want to start saying the prayer? Probably not because of my alley. Okay. Probably tomorrow, I can. Tomorrow? Okay, perfect. Ready? Come, Come Lord, Lord Jesus, Jesus, be our guest. Let this be by thee be blessed. We better be a good day on every table everywhere. Oh, Tomorrow night, Monday night, Mom has Special Olympics, 6 to 7, I think. I'll have to see how Andrew's feeling. What's Tuesday? Dad's birthday! Woohoo! Don't look so excited, guys. So on Dad's birthday, he is so lucky because he gets to take the three of you children to the dentist at 7.30. Nathan, we're going to your student of the month thing at 8. Nothing else Wednesday night. Thursday, uh, Grace has vision therapy and OT. I have a sped meeting after school, and Rose and Nathan have lessons after school. Then, nothing Thursday night. Friday, I have a massage after school, so someone's going to have to pick up Grace. Grace, sit up. On what day? Friday. So we have a pretty calm week this week, guys. So does it feel to you like life is busy? You know, honestly, that was one of the lesser busy times of our year, to be honest. Mm -hmm. We've done it in the fall. Yeah, because summer it starts getting really crazy and then fall is really crazy. So that was the winter when nobody, I don't think anybody was in sports at that time, except for taekwondo. Yeah, we didn't have baseball or softball. Yeah. How do you keep track of it all? Do you have a calendar up on the wall? Do you, what <laughs> works? I listen to what my fridge. parents tell me what to do most of the time. Which, <laughs> parent, which parent? Mom. Mom. Yeah. <laughs> Mom is the calendar. Yeah, I'm kind of in live by the calendar kind of person. Um, if it's not on the calendar, it doesn't happen. With three kids and Jason's schedule, okay. it, can, it can get pretty busy. But we need constant reminders from each other, mostly, mostly reminders mom. from mom. 
to uh, make sure that we're on point for that day or slash that week. I started using my phone calendar. We have a group text called Interior <laughs> Family Unit. Which Dad names. Which we use wow. sometimes. With so much going on, true vocation can get lost in the shuffle. What you are called to do can take a backseat to what you have to do. Especially for a married couple, it can be difficult to make time for one another when life is busy. I think we needed a podcast or a situation like this to sit down and talk about this, Anne, because it takes such a backseat. It does. It takes such a backseat if you don't intentionally. And I, I'm, I, I shouldn't say jealous, but I'm, I admire um, some couples that really make sure that they put that in the front, mm-hmm. or at least keep bringing it back to the front as it glides back and sometimes we probably don't do that quite enough and then we do spend some couple time and realize oh maybe we should do this more often and then life, ha- life happens again and it's two or three months down the road and, then and you're like what? a couple months later we're like oh yeah we should really probably go out and have supper together again and actually talk yeah i agree i think that's something that we could both get better at yeah something where we don't necessarily probably put enough priority in mm. it was easier with two and then i think the third everything the, that's come with the third everything that's come with the third and who she is and has definitely caused that to take a back seat jason and sarah's third child grace is unique in her own right Along with an ADHD diagnosis, six-year-old Grace has a personality that keeps her family on their toes. Something else to know about Grace is that she is adopted, and her adoption has played an important role in her parents' sense of vocation. That's another calling Sarah had, is that she wanted to be an adoptive mother. I mean, even while we're having biological kids, that was one of the things that you felt called to. And as a spouse, getting back to tying into the spouse part, I wasn't necessarily... 1,000% on board until I learn more. So tell that story about your decision to become adoptive parents. We struggled to get pregnant and after our miscarriage and then finally getting pregnant with Rose, my pregnancy was far from perfect. I was sick with morning sickness through the whole entire pregnancy. Bed rest, six weeks on the end, just not something I wanted to do multiple times over and over and over again. And after Rose was born, I <laughs> I remember telling Jason, I will do this once more. That's all I can put my body through. And again, it took us quite a while to get ac- to get pregnant again. So after Nathan was born, I, I said, no more. I can't do it. My body can't handle it. And I had kept throwing out, what about adoption? What about adoption? And I kept getting shut down. No, no, we can't afford it. We can't afford it. We can't do that. We have two kids. We can't afford it. Right around that time, at Jason and Sarah's church, a representative from Lutheran Social Services came to share how their organization facilitates adoptions. I remember looking at him going, okay, here's another opportunity. They're having a meeting. What do you think? And this time he didn't say no. He said, well, maybe. And I remember thinking, if you tell me, oh, maybe, and we go, you can't back down. This is it. We're doing it. And so it does get me kind of emotional because that was something I'd always wanted to do. Yeah. And it did take me a while to get on board. And 
I was always worried what you just said right there because if you give an inch there, you you give her positivity, mm. and it's like okay, <laughs> yep, that's it. I better learn. I better learn what's going on. So I I did learn, and then as we learned, LSS was terrific about teaching what we we're getting ourselves into, and I didn't know there was open such a thing as open adoption. What open adoption was for those of you who don't know what open adoption is, it's it's including the biological family of of your child in their life right from zero ground zero so grace's whole life she's known who her biological parents and biological siblings were and um they visit every month or so which is great and so it just seemed like the best way to make a a a broken situation whole and and i really started to feel called at that point and then the the money was an issue too but then it just so happened at that same time i got part-time job working yes. where I work full-time now where I was making quite a bit of extra money in it so everything started to kind of add up it kind of fell into place mm-hmm. and it kind of just felt like it was it was meant to be how do you talk to Grace about her adoption very openly there's no secrets when she has questions we talk about it if yeah, not it's Sarah's been very proactive on this and I I you know we learned that that's the best way but like Sarah will take it to another we have life books made that show her biological parents and grandparents and talk about how God found the best home for her. Adopting and parenting young Grace has shaped Jason and Sarah in ways they could never have imagined. I know for sure we are not the same people as now as we were before Grace. She has definitely changed us. She tests us at every turn, but is also one of the first ones to tell you she loves you. She's fully a member of our family, and that's the other thing. As before I started the adoption process, I thought, well, is she going to really feel like part of the family or is she going to feel like that adopted part of the family? She is 100% part of this family, and I did not think that was going to happen. But she feels like 100% mine and 100% Sarah's. Um, She is definitely, in every aspect, an Andera. In addition to parenting three children, both Sarah and Jason have full-time careers, Sarah talks about some of the unique challenges of being a working mother. Sometimes I definitely feel like I'm putting more attention on one than the other. And then there are days where I'm like, yeah, okay, I think I got this. And then the next day comes, I'm like, nope, I don't got this. So sometimes I have to wait till the kids are in bed before I can refocus on what I need to get done for the next day. Or I'll go and spend two, three hours at school on a weekend to try and get stuff done where then I feel guilty that I'm not home with my kids, but I know I have stuff to get done. So yeah, it's definitely a give and take at times. Mm-hmm. What advice would you give to other people in middle adulthood like you? Oh, geez. You know, I'm sure Jason has well, some good words of wisdom. <laughs> if you don't enjoy the little things every day, um, you're, you're totally miss them and I think so many people do miss the good parts of parenting I I would agree with I was going to say um, enjoy every moment not ju- the good and the bad because they both will be gone that being said I have trouble doing that my mind is always thinking about well what's next what do I need to do tomorrow what appointments do I need to get to? What homework do I need to make sure they have finished? What just all the, that's my personality is I'm a worrier. And so that's something that I myself need to work on is 
being present when I'm with my kids. But also I would say, and this is something like we've mentioned, Jason, I struggle with, is finding time as a couple because that can be very hard to squeeze into our already chaotic day and week. So I guess that would be what I would we'll have say. to give ourselves advice on that one. I know we should probably take your own advice, huh? Yeah. You both are wonderful people, and I admire <laughs> you both and your family. And it was so neat listening to the recordings because it's what you experience as a family is what so many other people experience. And I think people's experience listening to you is going to validate and affirm what's going on for other people. I hope so, because yeah, sometimes I'm on the other side uh-huh. and I'm like, are, are we the only ones that put cute pictures on Facebook and sit at home and yell at each other? Uh-huh. <laughs> like, are we the only ones that do this? Uh-huh. And uh, hopefully other people, you know, can talk about puberty and depression and <laughs> not being <laughs> with ADHD your spouse enough and, and ADHD. Trauma. And, and just let it all out. And let it say, all out. you know what? We're all dealing with something. When are they going to Taekwondo this week? Well, I don't know. Are you going tomorrow? I'm going tomorrow. Monday? What day are you going, Grace? Thanks again for listening and for thinking about your own vocation along with Sarah, Jason, and me. More stories are coming, so stay tuned, take good care, and God bless. I'll be able to stay till like 4.30.